Hi, I'm Allie Gertz. And I'm Julia Prescott. And, and everything's, everything's coming up, Simpsons. This episode is brought to you by the Totally Sick Twisted F***ed Up Animation Festival. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Some of those were bleeps. Maybe we'll bleep them. Mm. Um, because bleeps are funny too. Uh, we're also brought to you by, sure, Japanimation. <laughs> that was another thing that uh, came in uh, at the last minute. Uh, we are also brought to you by Laramie Tough Guy Cigarettes. Delicious. Delicious Laramie Cigarettes. And uh, yeah, sure, that's all of them. That's lovely. Thank you, sponsors. Thank you, sponsors. Um, We are, of course, talking about the episode H-O-M-R. This is the ninth episode of the twelfth season of The Simpsons. It originally aired, (laughs) in case you you were curious, (laughs) I like to be very complete. It originally aired on January 7th, 2001. It was written by Al Jean. Heard of him. Friend of the podcast, I can say, because he's been here twice. (laughs) And he <laughs> thinks we're cool. Are you convincing? Who are you convincing here? Myself. Okay. As much as you. Mm. Did I convince you? I think he's my friend now. Oh, okay. Well, then I have a chance at convincing myself. <laughs> <laughs> it was directed by Mike B. Anderson, and the showrunner at the time was Mike Scully. Good for Mike. Good for Mike. You I know think what? he I've brought been... it home. He's that young whippersnapper. I think he's going to go far in this town. Uh, I think this episode won an Emmy. I'm so excited to not only talk about this episode. But to talk about this episode with our special guest. Our guest is so special, and he makes us both happy. Yeah. He's been my friend for a while, if I may. He's he's she, looking at me with... You may. Please don't talk eyes. until you're oh, spoken to. Yeah, thank you. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> well, that voice, for those of you who are driving, you children who are confused, driving, listening to podcasts, uh, he has been featured... <laughs> In many different things, but whoa! What whoa. I want to feature—that's <laughs> cool. <laughs> what That's I want true. To, it is true. <laughs> what I want to feature: the things that you have been featured in, Conan Baby twice. I was on the Conan Baby program. Yeah, yeah. Conan <laughs> Baby like Babies. Yeah. You only saw Conan's feet. <laughs> yeah. And the the baby Andy is so cute. Can oh, we yeah. talk about it? Um, <laughs> who's the nanny in that situation? He. I'm still introducing you. <laughs> was recently named a Comedy Central comic to watch. But not only that, baby, you are getting a half-hour Comedy Central special. Oh, my God. How many people can say that? Viacom's giving me 22 minutes with commercial (laughs) breaks, Are there any pluses to that? Any bonuses? Did they give you free service? Um, no, I actually have to give them my TV. <laughs> oh. Yeah, well. I'm not allowed to watch TV anymore. But everyone who got a half hour is allowed to eat in the Viacom patio. Right. It's yes. because it is connected to yes. another patio. But, but it's an they'll hour. kick you out. It, 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 yeah, it is an hour drive. So oh, it yeah. is kind of From, like... Mm, no matter how far or no close matter, you live, it is an hour it's, away. It's a weird, surrealist, it constantly gets pushed. Anyway, Alan. Strickland Williams. That's me. Hi, everybody. Hi. <laughs> and it did. It did win an Emmy. I, it did. I, I, oh, yeah. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Um, is that <laughs> the reason you chose it? I well, I was trying to. I wanted to pick the episodes based on my favorite jokes, but when I looked at my favorite jokes, I either didn't really remember the episode or actually didn't even like the episode. Interesting. Um, like what, or just not not enough to like talk about. And then I was just kind of randomly going through. And I landed on this one, and right when it started, I was like, I remember this episode, and it, and then I rewatched it, and it made me 
it it's like a it's one of the like especially when you get older you know when you get older yeah. things that were just like fun and good when you were young now are like tinged with sadness oh they're so bittersweet <laughs> yeah. yeah and it's like there are many different avenues to that sadness yeah. it's either nothing will ever be as good or this is like lodged into a sense memory that I'm now revisiting and it's like, you know, opening up almost a wound, but it's not. It's just like something that is so like caked with emotion. Well, and just seeing that I'm like, oh, no, this is like this probably informed my like worldview more than right. I realized it did. And then also all the, the like the Homer Lisa, the Homer Lisa episodes to me are like my favorite because it's like the biggest chasm of like right difference in like the the nuclear family mm-hmm. so um and he works at a nuclear power plant wait oh my god wait a minute okay are we, we just are, we are in podcast mode right god. now we are in podcast <laughs> mode we're having some fun times <laughs> yeah i mean i uh i really love that you picked this episode because i will say i mean we have discussed what everyone, the consensus seems to be of their personal drop-off of what the quote-unquote golden age is. Mm-hmm. Um, I say around season 10 is when I kind of wrap it up. But this is a season 12 episode, and I will say that whenever I have conversations with people in the wild about, you know, later Simpsons, which is crazy to think that season 12 <laughs> is later yeah. Simpsons. Are you, go- are you going to the Amazon to talk I to am. people in the wild? I'm a freelancer, baby. I can do my work anywhere. <laughs> oh, wow. okay? okay. I get Wi-Fi off my phone. Okay. I've got an iPad. Wow. wow. Anyway, when I talk to people, yeah. they're just like, <laughs> what are those things? They're so shiny. Um, I was going to say that uh, people, whenever we have these conversations, they'll be like, ah, I cut it off at season 10. How However, HOMR is an episode that everyone seems to agree. It's great, they enjoy. Mm-hmm. and and rewatching it too. And I I remember, I remember I read Flowers for Algernon uh, mm-hmm. when I was a kid, and so I remember even watching it then and knowing that it was based on that. And I I remember reading that in school and just like being devastated by it oh it's heartbreaking it's like to me it's one of my greatest fears is like to lose your Hang mental out little faculties <laughs> <laughs> yeah well, that makes my brain not work whenever I hang out with mice. Yeah. Because I just think about cheese. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, but I agree. I That's why we're like... vegan. We try to cut out the temptation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. 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 I only recently learned it's like it's helping the environment and the animals before it was just kind of like my brain. Wait, are you guys right? telling me cheese isn't vegan? Oh, no. Oh, Alan. <laughs> I do, I'm not vegan. I just have this list I have to update. Sure. <laughs> I was going to say PETA sponsoring your half yeah. hour. Com- like. <laughs> 15 minutes of your half hour is a PETA PETA material? I I have have approximately 37 seconds of PETA material in my, that will be in my half hour. Mm. Maybe, maybe more like 32. Are you saving it or are you going to? PETA? Yes. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to, I'm going to pin it. I'm going to pin it on Google. Oh, wow. Yeah, you can do that now. That's nice. Pin on Google? Yeah. Or at least Bing. Oh, okay. Is Bing still? Bing is naughty. Bing is naughty? Bing is bad. Bing is bad? Bing is bad. I'm going to say why. Bing uh, does not. <laughs> the B in bad stands for Bing. Wow. But uh, the, the truth is, is like that is where you go if like you like Google is polite. And if there are like leaked nudes or there are like uh, really compromising stories about people, they're pretty good at like not letting those things show up immediately. Whereas yeah. Bing, like they know that that's why you're there. Like they're going to immediately give you like the, the more like 4chan slash reddity type. So like, Bing's a scumbag. Bing is kind of an asshole. Okay. He's a little bit of a dirtbag. What do we think of Jeeves? You know, 
he's like a bad stepdad. Mm. To, I don't know. I'm just not really he feeling it. He was the it. original uh, mansplainer. Mm. He was. <laughs> Why don't you ask Jeeves? Yeah. Shut up, Jeeves. Oh, shut up, Jeeves. <laughs> but we're not here to talk about Jeeves. We're not. No. All right. I am actually very excited to talk about this episode because, as Julia mentioned, like this is one of the ones that is outside of the realm of the golden age Simpsons to some, uh, but is wall to wall laughs. Like I actually, mm-hmm. because I haven't seen this episode in a very long time, even though I will often revisit the letter at the end because I love that sappy, sentimental stuff. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen this episode in a very long time, and I was like laughing out loud at the Simpsons in the way, in a way that I almost haven't in a long time because all the other Simpsons episodes that I laugh super hard at, I know like the back of my hand. So this was kind of like it felt very new to me to just kind of be like, wow, I'm like really laughing very hard at a Simpsons episode that I haven't seen in a long time. It's right. Great. I also appreciate that it was like what's the right word? It was it was more daring than I remember the Simpsons being. Yeah. It was more like there's like a. There's a pipe bomb joke in it. Like, right. Oh, my God. I couldn't believe that. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, nice. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. the PC-ness of The Simpsons has, I will say, curved with time. Mm-hmm. But we are peeking mm-hmm. in at an earlier stage when that just wasn't. It, it. I won't fault. I don't think anybody was trying to like promote that. But I think that the consensus has kind of dictated where these jokes were uh, available right, 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 or able right. to exist at the time. It was a different time? 2001. Well, I was about to say that. So I talk about this quite a bit on the show where I always think, and other people have said it much better than I will, but that politics so greatly influenced the way that comedy is presented. And of course, you could have had this joke in January 2001, but you couldn't have had it later on in the year because 9-11 right. happens. And that is and something that... that truly shaped the way that like we did become much more sensitive. Yeah. It, I do think it is something that's very interesting because it makes you wonder, like, if, of course, this is only talking about the pop culture element but had there not been such a horrible tragedy what direction would all TV have taken had we been able to kind of keep going darker and darker would have got you know it just is all very interesting we obviously could never know and of course that's the smallest little splinter of a timeline from what if 9-11 didn't happen (laughs) would the Simpsons be darker (laughs) like oh my god fuck myself that is not what I'm saying but sliding doors to no (laughs) 9-11 man I'm gonna movie still starring Gwyneth Paltrow Oh, yeah. Um, But no, but I think that that's really fascinating. I've always been really fascinated by the way that, yeah, I mean, national tragedies, of course, but um, national uh, fears, uh, particularly with like um, science fiction as a genre, um, historically has always been kind of shaped by who the quote unquote enemy or other or alien is. Oh, yeah. You know, you can kind of um, break down like. Um, 50s, early 50s sci-fi is like pre-Cold War, post-Cold War where it shifts to being like this sort of alien other that's outside to an alien other that's inside our house, you Mm -hmm. know, calls coming from inside the house type stuff. I don't know. It's all heady bullshit. Yeah, totally. <laughs> but I love it. Yeah. Um, so, okay, we're now at the point of the show where yes. we are going to walk those through uh, the episode uh, with a ice-cold Wikipedia read from Julia Prescott herself. Thank you so much. Absolutely. <laughs> this could be good, could be bad. It's usually bad. It's usually bad. In the episode, mm-hmm. while working as a human guinea pig, in parentheses, to pay off the family's lost savings after making a bad investment. Mm-hmm. Homer discovers the root cause of his subnormal intelligence, a crayon that was lodged in his brain ever since he was six years old. He decides to have it removed to increase his IQ, but soon learns that being intelligent is not always the same as being happy. 
Oh. Well. <laughs> it's, it's pretty gut-wrenching. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a, that, that is correct. What I will say about... I feel like about... the person who wrote that has a crayon lodged up there. Yeah, right? sometimes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sometimes. It's actually uh... written in crayon on Wikipedia. <laughs> oh, that's impressive. Yeah. So how'd they do that? Yeah, it's sometimes a, it'll be like... Um, a fragment of a sentence that somebody hurriedly wrote while they were like out the door. Mm-hmm. And it's just like Homer. Homer ate chili. Goodbye. Homer ate chili. <laughs> yeah. Homer made a dough. Or like yeah, weirdly formal, like Homer Simpson, the patriarch of the Simpsons camp. Uh, just yeah. yeah. Um, what I will say about this episode, that I think resonates with so many people. I mean, we'll touch upon many different themes that I feel are, are really ripe for the taken with this episode um, and how gut-wrenching, you know, intelligence and ignorance is bliss as both contrasting themes are. And how heartbreaking it is to have your stock do poorly. <laughs> yes, that's absolutely. What, that's Let's what we're all talk talking about, about yeah. when it comes to, ooh, gut-wrenching yeah. episode. Ooh, yeah. My money. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> um, what I will say about this episode um, that I feel like, you know, post-season 10, there's a lot of what um, executive producer of The Simpsons, Matt Selman, has said over and over on Twitter. They're just having fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like there's a lot of they're, they're just having fun elements um, at play. But as far as they're just having fun and, you know, sort of shaking around the world building of this show, of explaining Homer's idiocy, which is a concept that I would never have guessed would have crossed, you know, the writer's room's minds for half a second. It was not needed, but it, you know, created this really robust episode of, you know, this backstory that we could choose or not choose to be canon, but it can exist in an almost isolated state where you can kind of, you know, just sort of pick it out. Yeah, and I like to, I li- like going on that, like you find you get an actual number for Homer's IQ with the crayon in it. I think it's 55, yeah. which is like sub-Forrest Gump like <laughs> IQ. So like that's like really, like Homer's really stupid. We're worried about him. <laughs> we'll get to it. Before we get yeah. to it, um, I just want to talk, because it reminded me, so the Wikipedia um, mentioned like, oh, after a bad investment. I do like the bad investment in this, but the best bad investment in my opinion by far oh, yeah uh homer invests in pumpkins after he realizes that the sales are going up in october <laughs> and is saying like come march like yeah. i'm gonna be it and then of course just tanks it i think it's such a it's funny so thing that that's funny. how he loses his money it's so funny <laughs> yeah it makes me think i don't know if you guys watch shark tank <laughs> Only recently. Really? So now I'm going to get it. I, yeah. I just recently started watching it, and I, I can't love it. Hi, so, sharks. Hi, sharks. Hi, sharks. <laughs> um, who's the special guest shark this week? Is it, I don't know, some girl. But uh, Is it some girl? <laughs> some girl. Uh, I love the special guest shark. But what I was going to say is that they always have... A holiday episode. Mm. Did you guys watch it? Oh, I don't think I've seen the holiday one. I was waiting for Christmas morning. I know. To unwrap it. (laughs) I get it. I'm going to put a bow on my TV and be like, I wonder what this is. And then I'm going to watch it. In my family, we actually traditionally, we watch Shark Tank on Christmas Eve. Oh. Oh. Midnight does it different. Yeah. 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 Everyone does it different. Yeah, Yeah, it's so good. For Hanukkah, you watch it eight days in a... Sorry. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Until you memorize it. But they always have a holiday episode. (laughs) And what's really interesting about that um, is part of the greater uh, Shark Shark Tank canon is that they have that to. That sounds so scary. Shark, Shark Tank, Tank canon. canon. <laughs> I think that. Um... Sharks, I got an idea. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> I'm just, I want to do a million is it shark a sh- takes. Is it a tank <laughs> shaped right like now. a shark that has a cannon? Is it do a they cannon shoot out the people that are hosting Shark Tank? <laughs> I would Questions just, I would just want to know somebody who legitimately pitches a shark. <laughs> I think that would be the apex of my my life on yeah. this planet, and then I and then I'll go. But I was gonna say no. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, then I'll stay. But uh, <laughs> I guess I got I, <laughs> I have to enjoy the product. Um, they always have a holiday episode, and so they inevitably have to ask: Is this going to be a sustainable business mm. outside of? holiday times yeah and so like the pumpkins it's the like pumpkins would be part of that i yeah. saw a pumpkin today on my walk are Tell you okay are you okay <laughs> <laughs> it really scared me oh alan. <laughs> um, oh no okay so for those that don't follow uh alan on instagram i will say that a recurring thing maybe it was just for a week but there were episodes episodes of your instagram story where you were talking about how scared you were and like not to scare you or prank you or whatever well uh, what ha- was that it was so funny halloween is a historically really spooky scary time and i just like to let all my friends and peers know please don't scare me i just don't (laughs) like to be scared and i will say the pump there's nothing halloween scary october scary Mm -hmm. nothing scarier than a halloween type thing when you're supposed to be doing christmas stuff (laughs) right not a lot of people are stretching it out reverse usually it's the other way around i went into a bar and i won't say the name but it rhymes with middle boy and they still little boy they still (laughs) (laughs) i went with my little boy to a bar the irony of a bar that the namesake can't himself (laughs) go in and participate but they still have their H ween decorations up. Oh <laughs> no! I was just scared. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I understand that. Yeah, I I uh, <laughs> I have noticed as well that like L A wherever yeah. everyone loves the build up to Halloween and mm-hmm. they make it like last like October first you start but as soon as Halloween is over you close it like a porn tab. It's like it's like I don't want to see the rest <laughs> of this at all. Like a porn tab Halloween is, is like Hanukkah here. It. It's like eight days. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's like five hundred <laughs> Halloween parties. Yeah. What would um. Like, I know that they have the pumpkin spice latte, but it's not scary enough. What would a Halloween-themed Starbucks latte be? Oh, God. Well, I have to say, I tried the new Juniper latte, and that's the scariest thing I've ever tried Maybe in my that's life. It, it was so disgusting, and I drank all of it because I was like, I'm not a quitter, but it was so <laughs> bad. It was so bad. And I yeah. spent the $4. Right, but of like, yeah. So that's pretty spooky to me. Mm-hmm. Alan? I um we don't want to scare I'm you. Getting you really, to I'm getting really scared. You know what? I it's think okay. this is a great time to take our first break. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you're feeling scared yourself, listeners, take a little break. Uh, just put on a little Christmas movie, maybe. Yeah. And then uh, tune back in. We'll the, be right The back. Princess Switch or something. I watched The Princess Switch. So let's talk about it during okay, our break. Great. <laughs> Hey, if you like your podcast to be focused and well-researched and your podcast host to be uncharismatic, unhorny strangers who have no interest in horses, then this is not the podcast for you. Yeah, and what's your deal? <laughs> I'm Emily. I'm Lisa. Our show's called Baby Geniuses. And its hosts are horny adult idiots. We discover weird Wikipedia pages every episode. We discuss institutional misogyny. We ask each other the dumbest questions and our listeners won't stop sending us pictures of their butts. We haven't asked them to stop, but they also aren't stopping. Join us on Baby Geniuses every other week on MaximumFun.org. Let's get 
get back into this episode because there are so many great moments. And, um, you know, uh, I, I also wanted to say I rarely comment on the couch gags, but it was funny to see that um, fry Fries, was there. Yeah. yeah. I like a nice, I like a nice fry. Yeah, and this was around, I mean, when Futurama had just started. Mm-hmm. Uh, so expression so clean, clean. Were, ooh, were, you, um, <laughs> were you a Futurama fan? Yeah, I watched Futurama. Um, I watched uh, I watched pretty much everything on Fox. My family, we watched, The Simpsons was our family show oh. that we would oh, watch. Oh, great. And then um, I remember early on, then my mom and my sister went would go to bed and my dad would be like alan you got to stay up and watch this guy martin with me <laughs> he's crazy <laughs> um so yeah i what i i was offer. <laughs> i was i was in a futurama and um and this actually this reminded me not exactly but it reminded me of the tone of jurassic park yeah. Like, not... Oh, Jurassic Bark. Bark. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the few... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, this, the episode with the sad dog. Yeah. Uh, one of the best episodes of television. I know. Such a different thing from the the film Jurassic Park, which... Uh, I don't know, what Allie. Is, uh, the Clonosaurus. Really <laughs> <laughs> I just love Apu getting mad about Skinner coming up oh, with yeah, the same Billy plot. Oh, yeah, Billy and the Clonosaurus. <laughs> yeah, so good. <laughs> I mean, I just love... I love a good time-lapse gag, you know? Oh, yeah. yeah. A good, I've been talking to you for three hours about one thing. It's a good joke. Exactly. Uh, so uh, aside from the great uh, intro with the catch gag, uh, the, the episode starts with kind of like a Comic-Con-esque uh, animation festival. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it's also, I think, kind of making fun of Spike and Mike's sick and twisted cartoon. Do you know? I don't. Oh, it was an animation festival, um, you know, not unlike what Channel 101 does once a month, but they would um, do like sort of a mini film festival. And um, that's where... Um, Gosh, uh, the my spoon is too big guy kind of broke oh, out. Her- Don Hertzfeld. Don Hertzfeld, yeah. yeah. Oh my God, I love Don Hertzfeld. Yeah, and so they would feature- He's really cute. I looked him up. Oh yeah? He's like very good looking and That's I did very not- satisfying. Ex- I did not expect that <laughs> because it's like, oh, I love this person's art. And then I figured, like, that's it. And then, like, right, I one right, day Googled right. him and was like, oh, my God, no one told anyone. Like, I think we should all be telling one another. A very cute, nice yeah. man. Yeah, I anyway. agree. Yeah, uh, pre-YouTube, this was, like, a really, really big thing. Um, but, yeah, I, I at least caught that. Maybe uh, maybe they weren't thinking about that, but I thought that was perhaps... No, uh, no that makes perfect sense. Yeah, and then uh, I love that we kind of immediately launch into the sort of Comic-Con-type setting and we see the Japanimation that Bart is so enamored with. And it's, you know, this, uh, I think, Transformazoids yeah. is the name of. Yeah. So they're prawn, having some Prawn fun. power. Like, yeah, <laughs> Princess yeah. Tempura. <laughs> yeah. And it was cool because they actually did the different styles of animation. And they did a lot uh-huh. of, like, winking, like, yeah, yeah. jokes and stuff. We get, um, later on, Gravy and Jabriath, yeah. which is Davy and Goliath. Yeah. Uh, okay, so uh, what is the name of the Martian character from the Flintstones that's in this? Oh, it's, it, like, it's like it's, Zoid. Um, it's the, the Great, great Gazoo. Gazoo. The Great Gazoo. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so this is such a funny <laughs> thing to have happened. So in addition to Homer having two different bad investments, at least, this is also a recurring gag or a joke yeah. where uh, a Simpsons family member will talk about how animation doesn't have to make sense, and then we'll get a great moment where you are breaking the... And it reality. usually makes fun of Hanna Barbera. Absolutely, type yeah. and so in this one, they actually just bring a character from it. the Flintstones, and I think a lot of people probably, obviously, you guys know what the Flintstones is, but I bet that not everyone knows that at some point in the show they had a green Martian who would come and like 
just like grant wishes and, yeah. and try to teach lessons. It's TV like used to be crazy, man. That's what um <laughs> that's what old times. Why, why can't I think of what prehistoric times was like? There were aliens that would come. In. <laughs> yeah, old yeah, times. Yeah. Old times. That's what old times was like. Well, it, it just makes me think about. I feel like the um, you know when you haven't talked to anyone all day and then you do a podcast. Absolutely. <laughs> yep. 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 You're doing great, Alan. <laughs> I well, I just love. I love whenever The Simpsons makes fun of the Flintstones because of the um, sort of intimate connection between being both primetime animated shows that kind of broke the mold. Um, but I also like it when they make fun of how bizarre and super nuts bananas 70s TV was mm-hmm. and 80s TV that they were like before prestige TV, you could just throw a fucking alien on something. It's yeah. Or you could, you know, later when they, um, in the Poochie episode and they bring on like, you can't just introduce a new character or I don't know, different Darren's on Bewitched. It was a crazy time. <laughs> yeah, I only know the Bewitched thing because of the Wayne's World scene know, explaining it, of course. Uh, but yeah, so if, if you don't remember this scene, I think you uh, you will be refreshed and enjoy it. It's basically them saying, like the kids saying, it's like, you know, cartoons don't have to make sense. And Gazoo uh, comes in and uh, says, he's right, you know. And it's like such a funny yeah. kind of like Frank Nelson voice. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it, it leads into that great moment that we were talking about of that uh, great and Jabriath. And so this comes uh, with the uh, Flanders kids saying, like, you know, are we allowed to watch cartoons? And, <laughs> yeah. you know, Flanders explains, like, yeah, yeah, this one's been approved by, like, you know, the, you know, the Christian people agree. It's like a good thing. Mm-hmm. And then uh, you get that perfect. It looks exactly like uh, what it's parodying. Right. Uh, but then we find out that they're making a pipe bomb uh, to... Pl- to put in a plan, uh, a Planned Parenthood. Jesus Christ. <laughs> it is so and dark. Then, and then, and and then... then the Rod and Todd just go... Yay! Yeah. After the dog is blown oh, to yeah, bits the dog with the yeah. bomb. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> no, it's just so crazy. I, also, some... I just realized Rod and Todd rhyme with God. Oh, my Ooh. Todd. Oh, my Todd. <laughs> oh, my Rod. <laughs> oh, my. Something, so, I, I think that's such, not to get too, you know, heady about it, but I think it's such a great bit of commentary that if a, uh, if a, if a group of people will back something and say it's okay it is okay to certain people even if it obviously does not have the, the right morals right and like the that, tribalism that we live in exactly like what that point is kind of making is like hey if like the if the, this group of people say it's okay it's okay even if they have the most horrible things ever right but and also I, like, I wonder if that's also a sly commentary and I'm, I, I mean we are minute two in this episode and they're going this deep I don't know but like if that's a sly commentary on you know sort of PTA group and other opponents of the Simpsons implanting, you know, dangerous messages into right. our kids' brains. Mm. That's sort of a commentary on that. But then in that same way, I'm like, isn't all of the Simpsons a commentary on that too? <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Fucking pass that joint, right? <laughs> <laughs> We're getting high in here. <laughs> uh, at this point, we get a couple more jokes at other types of cartoons. It's making fun of um, themselves mostly. Uh, but basically, you get this guy who's kind of a Hanna-Barbera like, type creator who's just doing the old timey yeah, uh, comedian Jackie voices. Gleason yeah, and so and... of course, like you get Frank, uh, Professor Frank saying, "Which like, is and... my favorite. I love Frank. That oh, was another reason why I chose this. I was just like, I wanted one with Frank in it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, walk us through the Frank moment because it's so good. So there's the guy on stage, and he's talking about like the tiger he does, which is just Jackie Gleason, and the um, the the bear, which is just the cowardly lion yeah, from yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. the Wizard of Oz. And then Frank stands up and goes like, 
Oh, <laughs> what, 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 he like... Klutzy cat sounds just like, like Jerry, Jerry Lewis. Lewis. Yeah, 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 which of course is so great because obviously that is a Jerry right, Lewis right, inspired right. character. And th- another thing about The Simpsons, that w- that great thing where it's like, oh, this is why my parents watched it and why I watched it as a kid and why rewatching it is so valuable because... I didn't know who the hell Jerry Lewis was of when course. I was a child, but now I'm like, I was like, that, that guy just sounds funny. Yeah. <laughs> you know? and, your, and your parents are laughing. Yeah. And you know it's that. And I want to please mom and, mommy and daddy. <laughs> mommy and daddy so that you can watch Martin later. Yeah. I understand. I think also when you're a kid, the way that they write it and animate it and package it into the episode, contextually, you can understand as a kid, like, this is supposed to be funny. Right. And, you know, that he's yelling at a man. Mm-hmm. And isn't that always entertaining? Uh, the moment following is uh, very funny of Homer. We get the itchy and scratchy, like, old school, you know, commercial of the uh, cigarettes. Larry yeah. Extra Tar <laughs> Extra Tar cigarettes. Tar. Uh, we, we get a lot of, uh, of uh, stuff in that, including... Mm-hmm. Kind of just like, you know, the, the different type of characters you'd have in those types of commercials and how right. like odd and maybe problematic they were. But... I don't know what's in them. I just know I can't stop smoking them. <laughs> everyone it. laughs and starts coughing. But the, the best, of course, is Homer uh, watches this and Alan, st- tell the did, reaction. Did that dog and that mouse just make out? Because if they <laughs> were. If they were. Yeah, it's so great. I love a good Homer being one beat late. And I, I this is playing in to what the central theme of this episode is going to be is his intelligence. But I love, like, everybody's already had their reaction to something else, mm-hmm. and he's one step behind, like, eh. And there is something always entertaining, and it kind of links him to Grandpa in a way where he's, like, very old-school prudish mm-hmm. in some ways. I just love it when that side of him comes out, because it just feels different. Right, because as we know from Homer's phobia, it's not as though he's homophobic or, no. or anything like that, but the idea of a cat and mouse making out is, yeah. like, very upsetting <laughs> to that, him. That defies Homer's law. Yeah. Homer yeah. likes a team, and he and, and if he's the only man on that team, then hey, buddy, we're having a good time. Uh, so at this point, we we get into the moment where Homer realizes that there's this uh, company that does like the um, motion, yeah, the, the yeah motion capture animation. And uh, so, what would this uh, at this point, 2001, Lord of the Rings would have probably been. Yeah, out and about. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think the prequels for Star Wars. Yeah, perhaps the, there was uh, there. This was hot yeah. at the time. I remember a friend of mine. We went to go camp out for one of the prequels for Star Wars, and everybody dressed up. And I half-assed it and just wrote like, "I'm a Wookiee on a shirt." <laughs> but he went brilliantly as a motion capture Jedi. That's really and good. it was good. it was like a skin suit with little balls taped. Mm-hmm. Or, it was so. I still. Guys, to this day, I, always, best. I think a good gag would be an animotion suit with all the balls, mm-hmm. and then they're playing ping pong. Oh, <laughs> which like one that. is which? Yeah. <laughs> you be the judge. It's kind of flirty. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so at this point, this is when Homer's kind of uh, you know he he volunteers so quickly to do this that by mm-hmm. the time the guys like and I have a volunteer, he's already dressed up and ready to go. Very funny visual gag. Classic Homer. Mm-hmm. Um, and we just get a little bit of Homer kind of enjoying the spotlight in a way that is a little weird. Like he started 
doing impressions, and mm-hmm. I was like, There's but anyway. And a good and a great visual gag where then the dog, he's like the dog, <laughs> yeah. and then the dog starts actually scratching his head. And- yes, and it's actually <laughs> him doing it. And then, of course, as soon as it's over and he's like taking his bow, he goes to the bathroom, which then leads to the dog. He's in the bathroom. Right, right, right. Classic. Though Homer doesn't seem bothered by, does he realize that he's on stage? I feel like he was just like rolling with it. He yeah. was rolling with it, and uh, he was just sitting there grooving on it, mm-hmm. and uh, everyone loved it except for the Simpson family, who was a little embarrassed. Yeah. Uh, but then we cut to the power plant. And uh... <laughs> I love this part because it's not really written as a joke, but it really made me laugh. He he's telling Lenny and Carl like what, what yes. about the animation, and he goes. This anim- this animation is just what our country needs. And then he jumps up on a table. I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> yes. And then he's just saying, like, and imagine if a, if a possum did this. And it's just like, yeah, an opossum did that. That'd be the world's funniest marsupial. Um, it was just such an interesting choice. But as soon as that happens, Homer leaves and decides that he wants to put, uh, he wants to invest in the company. Mm-hmm. And then immediately after, you get Carl just saying, so does he still work here or what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's- it's a really interesting sequence, but I do like how much Lenny and Carl are in this episode too. I, I love like, Lenny and Carl. Too. They, oh uh, they're God. banter to me, and they're in love. They're in love, like yeah. for sure. Like ship it. It's, yeah, they're so in love. Okay, yeah. this scene uh, we have a clip of. It is excellent. This is when uh, Homer realizes that he needs to uh, buy stock and how expensive it is. So he's going to the bank to get some money. It's excellent. Let's play that clip. I'd like to withdraw my life savings, please. And hurry! Uh, sir, this is a joint account. Uh, you'll need your wife's signature, too. Oh, yes, of course. Yeah, uh, she's behind that plan. Hello, Marge. Hi, homie. Sign this, please. You're the boss. Daddy, ask the man for some candy. No, no, no candy for you. But at least get some candy for yourself. <laughs> Kids. Here's your candy. Song sucker! Uh, sir, your life savings? Uh, yes, I see that it's in bill form. Excellent. The the choices of Homer for for the the candy voice, I think, yeah. is one of the funniest. <laughs> Daddy? Daddy? <laughs> Here's your candy. I like that follow Oh, it's excellent. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was actually Bill Ingvall did the uh, guest voice on that. <laughs> oh, yeah. wow. This was, on the, this was on the height of Here's Your Sign <laughs> yeah. uh, comedy. Uh, so at this point, uh, Homer buys uh, 500 shares uh-huh. and is uh, warned, like, well, hey, listen, do you understand the risks that come with investing, and we get a wonderful sneak peek into Homer's brain, uh, mm-hmm. where it's just like a group of line dancers, just like wearing, <laughs> wearing the money. and then a giant King Kong, well, <laughs> regular size King Kong, yeah. just like, uh, <laughs> like just having a bunch of money. And he's like, "You heard the monkey." You know? <laughs> I would love. I love Homer's brain. I love. Oh, the, yeah. I love the one where it goes to his head, and he's just hearing turkey in the yes. straw. Oh, <laughs> yes, yes, I would pitch this. I think could only exist either on. Netflix or Adult Swim, but I would pitch a spinoff show that is existing entirely in Homer's brain. Yeah, the, oh, world, yeah. the world according to Homer. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and it has like multiple dimensions, like Rick and Morty. Mm-hmm. Let's make it, you guys. Let's make it tonight. Okay. While okay. we're while we're making it, let's take a quick break. Hmm. I'm bailiff Jesse Thorne, and I'm Judge John Hodgman. 
If you live on the west coast of North America, we're coming your way. That's right. Judge John Hodgman is taking justice to the west coast on tour. Starting where? Vancouver, British Columbia, January 15th. Then to Seattle, Washington on the 16th. Portland, Oregon on the 17th. San Francisco, California on the 18th. And Los Angeles, California, the City of Angels on January 22nd. Tickets are on sale now. You can find links to all of the shows at MaximumFun.org. And if you're going to be in one of those cities and you have a dispute we can try on stage, send it to us. Just go to MaximumFun.org slash JJHO or email Hodgman at MaximumFun.org. I'm ready to judge you on the road. Take that, Jack Kerouac, author of On the Road. What a good break. Wow. It really I, felt um, really good. I am sad that we yeah. decided to quit on the idea. But well, Netflix already had five just like it. Yeah. yeah. We called our agents and lawyers. and uh, <laughs> Yeah. And then they all. stole the idea from yeah. us, which was kind of rude. Yeah. Know. We're in still like working we're in with them, though. Now. Yeah. But at least we're still hanging out. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> litigation brings us closer <laughs> together. Yeah, I love suing people so I can hang out with them. Oh, yeah. my God. Absolutely. I mean, I always say that, like, you know, you start a fight because you miss somebody. Mm-hmm. Just say you miss them. <laughs> Just hug her. Okay? Just okay. run to the airport and give her Just a hug. Just stop it. <laughs> Don't be silly. Stop suing. What if that's, um, like, the Star is Born moment? It's like, hey... <laughs> I just want to hug you. <laughs> what? I just want to hug you. Mm. Uh, okay. <laughs> That's the noise I think she's mm. Did you see A Star is Born? Oh, God, I loved it. It's I loved the it best. So Anyone much. who doesn't love it just doesn't get it. I want to see. I Maybe I'll make this infographic, but I want to break down Act 1 Jackson Maine accent to Act 2 because there is a real big leap. Mm-hmm. I feel like he loses it for a second. Yeah. And then act three, he goes, oh shit, I'm in a movie. I yeah. gotta bring this home. <laughs> that happened in the Steve Jobs movie too. Yeah. Like, who was the actress? Julianne Moore? Is she in that movie? Sure. Someone in that movie. Uh, Kate Winslet? Yes. She. <laughs> <laughs> that was a really good yes. Thanks. She... My name's Steve Jobs. <laughs> exactly. Know. He was doing Jackson Maine for hey. Steve Jobs. Hey. Dude. Hey. Her. What? Let's all do our I Jackson Maine. I just want you to watch update you the do OS requirements just, for your wanted, phone. This is how a drunk talks. <laughs> I just walked behind Sam Neill for a day. Sure. I, do, I've not to keep talking about. Can this be a Star Is Born podcast? Okay. Yes. I I've listened to it so much that um I like have all the dumb dialogue bits that they kept in on the soundtrack like. <laughs> all right, we're on the same page there. Like, that's not at all. Like, I love that. Out. Well, to bring it back to The Simpsons, that's sort of how I feel. Um, I don't know if you ever listened to The Simpsons albums, Go Simpsonic or oh, Songs in the Key of Springfield. Um, yeah. When I was a kid, I loved those a lot. Like, yeah, like, they're great. Um, who, Alf Clausen, did he do all the Yeah, baby. Yeah, like, so good. So mm-hmm. fu- 
mm-hmm. so good. Yeah, but I, I they fun. also okay. have like little Talk bits, <laughs> little bits of dialogue that are sort of the wedge between the uh, audio tracks, the music tracks. But I like have certain moments just memorized forever, like you know Barton Millhouse getting an all syrup squishy mm-hmm. and like yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. Funny here's how a ra- here's watched. a rapid Ronnie Reagan tape. Yeah, yeah. yeah. well, well. <laughs> he did say well a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah, having Simpsons sound bites uh, stuck in your head forever is a yeah. true thing. I think it's why we do this. Dental podcast. plan. <laughs> <laughs> my, the, that's what I was trying to do when I was figuring out. I was like, okay, where is Dig Up, stupid? Because mm-hmm. that's like my favorite mm-hmm. joke. Yeah. And then the one where the like satellite falls on the car and the mechanic just goes, uh, there's your problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that general guy voice, too. Uh, so this is the point hey. in the episode where uh, Homer is learning that the stocks are up after having a massive crash. And so uh, all of the money is gone. And yeah. so he's in a bit of a bind. Uh, and so he decides that he's going to tell the family this. And we have mm-hmm. that clip. Family meeting. Family meeting. Okay, people, let's keep this short. We all want to get home to our families. <laughs> all right, first item. I lost our life savings in the stock market. Now let's move on to the real issue. Lisa's hogging of the maple syrup. Well, maybe if Mom didn't make such dry waffles. There, I said it. Well, maybe if you ate some meat, you'd have a natural lubricant. <gasps> you lost all our money? Point of order. I didn't lose all the money. There was enough left for this cowbell. Damn you, eBay. Drag eBay. <laughs> drag him. Yeah, drag him, bitch. Um, right after this, <laughs> we get uh, Homer trying to think of desperate ways to make money, uh, naming, uh, namely making Marge have a surrogate child. It's uterus, not uter you. <laughs> it's a very good line. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm glad that that's not what they decided to do. It would be a very different episode. And yeah. Maybe a little sadder. Yeah, but hey, that'd be really interesting. Still up on the table, season (laughs) 32, baby. (laughs) They're working on it right now, I think. (laughs) Uh, So after this, uh, you know, Homer's still trying to figure out what he's going to do. He goes to Moe's and Barney reveals that he is a guinea pig. And uh, there's a great moment there of basically uh, saying like, oh, yeah, you know, I get shot and this and that. And uh, he's asked if there are any side effects. And he shows that he has like, you know, like a chest chest full of Full of ears. ears and Mo's just like, oh, that was a bunch of ears. He's like, ow, be quiet. That's like, a it's just such a great, such ow, a great not joke. so loud. And of course, Barney would be the person who does uh, the scientific testing. Because at well, this point, he's still an alcoholic and he's mm-hmm. like, he, you know, he's still having a hard time. He's yeah. going to get his shit together soon. And mm-hmm. that, that's another thing that I liked about this episode because, you know, we're all um, artists and we've at times struggled. And when I was like, first starting out i would do uh medical studies a lot oh, oh yeah my God. yeah and um like i don't have any i only have two ears but like i i did like i tried some i had to be like at ucla for like um a couple of days wow. to like try out some new morphine or wow. something like that like and then like all these um all these different like um Crazy. endurance studies and stuff like that it's um it's it's real that yeah. like, those things are are happening any takeaways good or bad um i got money for them sure. <laughs> so no bad so no yeah, bad no nothing bad yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, would you say that it's a good 
way to make money if you are in a situation where you're looking for that type of work? If you're not claustrophobic, yeah. you can make a lot of money in MRI machines. <laughs> really? Yeah, you can. Hot tip. Yeah, you can. Uh, you can do that, and like, cool. and depending on the sort of like intensity of the. Like there are like sleep studies you can do. There are some studies where if you're if you want to quit drinking or quit smoking, that you can get paid or compensated in some way for that. That makes me want to take up smoking. Right. Just to quit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, they don't ask you how long you were smoking, do they? They. That's the first question. Damn, Damn. Damn it! Damn it! That one the first. Uh, well, I could do sleep. Yeah. Maybe. How long have you been sleeping? Hmm. <laughs> I don't know. I just started. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm never, trying it out. I'm never aware what I am or what I'm not. <laughs> I think that's part of it. Uh, uh, so Homer decides to do uh, this type of work as well. The first thing that they do is an experimental perfume. Um, which... I love this joke. Tell when us. they spray it on him, he goes, it burns, it burns. And I love the character of the scientific uh, lab assistant or whatever, scientist or doctor. Thank you. Whatever she may be. But um, she just goes, hmm, we'll call it Desert Breeze. She's <laughs> <laughs> just very, like, sardonic the entire time. Uh, one of the ones that really got me, too, is there's uh, they're watching Homer with, like, this uh, factory line of delicious food coming past him. And uh, through the glass, they're saying, like, oh, my God, this is, you know, appetite suppressor is like really doing its mm-hmm. job and they ask like aren't you like you're, you're not tempted by any of this food and he's like food oh my god I've gone blind I love it and uh, it's also great too because you get that that lady coming back uh, kind of yeah they say who's gonna buy a pill that makes you go blind and she goes hmm well, I'm marketing worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> I would have loved to have played this woman. <laughs> uh, and, and at this point, this is when Homer is uh, playing uh, some type of game with the rat. I love this uh, the 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 very direct reference to the book. Right, right, right. Yes. And yeah, we get that moment of like, where did the rat come from? It's like he must have brought it in with him. <laughs> I love the, love this kind of joke, especially at Homer's expense. Right. I think that The Simpsons does it a lot, and they do it masterfully. Also, it just we talk about this too, but anytime that it kind of builds a little bit of a backstory or insight to the character, yes. it was just like, where do you get that rat? Like anything where it's just like, I want to know more about the rat. <laughs> like know. it's just so good. Give um, us a show about the rat. Where's my rat? Where's my rat? That'll be our next pitch. Uh, so this rat is tank. <laughs> what? Hey, Alan, how right, much do we owe you? Hey, Alan, this is why you're part of the dream team. Hey, rats, how's hey, rats. it going? <laughs> so I'm a mouse. Um, <laughs> I'm seeking a five percent stake in my cheese. <laughs> it's worth five million dollars. Um, we are pre-revenue. Oh. So, We've all been stuck in a maze, right? (laughs) (laughs) You ever wonder how you got there? Well, I've got a solution. (laughs) So they find a solution for Homer's stupidity problem when they find that there's a crayon in his brain. Uh, This has a very funny response from Homer. Basically, uh, they're looking at x-rays. They realize that there is a crayon lodged in his brain. Um, They reveal that the only reason that that hasn't been uh, brought to anyone's attention before is because Hibber always has his thumb, like, Covering up the funny. crayon. Yeah. Yeah. And, that was my uh, comedian's response. Funny. Yeah. Mm. And then just, well, uh, I'll be going. I'll see myself yeah. out. Uh, but the, the part that I thought was actually very funny when they were asking is like, you know, how could this have happened? He's like, well, 
I'm not sure, but I think it could have happened. And then he mentions a time where he specifically put crayons into his nose and then up his brain. It's an interesting, it's such an interesting idea for an episode yeah. to to decide that Homer is not actually dumb. And we've had an episode like this before where we talk about the Simpsons gene, which exists only in men and how mm-hmm. at a certain age all the men get dumb. Uh, but in this one, they decide, like, okay, well, in this version of Homer, we have him where he would have been smart no matter what. In fact, is smart without this crayon. And it's, right. it, I think, as you mentioned earlier, as to whether or not it's canon, I guess you get to choose which version you like or just enjoy it as a cartoon because cartoons like don't have to make sense. Absolutely. The Martian. That is the theme. I feel like it's on the same shelf as the Armin Tanzarian episode For as sure. far as the fan reception of whether or not it's actually canon. Um, but I would say, I mean, I didn't even connect the Simpsons gene episode, but of course it's very similar in sort of the lore of Homer specifically and his backstory and his family's backstory. Um, but I feel like this episode, it kind of in a way is like sort of revisiting that same basic idea of how, where did Homer get all of his like Homerness? Mm-hmm. But it's completely different. It's a complete redefinition of it. And I feel like the way that this story specifically in the episode is laid out, the way that, you know, act one, you know, flows into act two with this reveal, it's a big reveal and it's done really, really well where I like wrote in all caps in my notes, like, here we go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's it's great. Uh, it's really funny because they offer to take the crayon out and they say, uh, you know, uh, by doing this, it could increase uh, it could increase your intelligence. Or possibly kill you. And he responds, increase my killing power, eh? (laughs) Uh, So this is when uh, we get smart Homer. Yeah. Uh, And we have a clip of that. Uh, So here we go. Oh, Homer, where have you been? I just underwent a procedure to increase my IQ 50 points. Really? And they gave me this spiffy nerd ensemble, too. You feel smarter? Is the capital of North Dakota Bismarck? It is. I don't believe it. Say something else smart. Dr. Joyce Brothers may be well known, but her psychological credentials are highly suspect. It's true. (gasps) Now, who's up for a trip to the library tomorrow? Notice I no longer say library or tomorrow. I'd love to go to the library with you. It's a date. Tamari. I'm going to start saying tomorrow. (laughs) We should bring it back. Mm -hmm. It's very good. Um... Mm -hmm. Tamari reminds me of the new Amy Sedaris, very popular meme now of, uh, it's Friday night, I'm gonna gonna get get drunk, drunk. I'm gonna be late late on Monday. Monday. So funny. (laughs) She's so cute. She's so Um, cute. (laughs) Uh, She's very Simpsons-y. That whole show is super Mm -hmm, mm Simpsons-y. So we get to the library and... Lisa's explaining that like lots of people could find joy in books. Even Cletus is here, and like you just get Cletus trying to kill a turtle to eat it. Yeah, <laughs> what? <laughs> well, you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but it's it's a very sweet moment. Uh, Homer's talking about I forget uh, what the second book is, so forgive me. But when he's talking about how he's read everything from Hop on Pop to like death. This is basically when uh, we get examples of Homer being smart. One of the ways that they're proving that he's smart is he has a basket of unsolved Rubik's Cubes and a basket of solved Rubik's Cubes. He's, like, super smart. 
the metric of intelligence for Rubik's Cube is so crazy if we I don't know I don't know where I'm going oh, with this like, like using that as a marker there's of street the street smart yeah. there's book smart there's Rubik's Cube yeah. there's Rubik's Cube smart so <laughs> uh, one of the things that's very fascinating and also kind of a, a I think a cool swing for the Simpsons is uh, Homer proving there's no God yes that yes! was a great joke but Ned kind of begrudgingly accepts it like nope it's airtight <laughs> I love it. He does this like a beautiful mind esque cheat of formulas. I will and, say that the edgiest moments in this episode are with Flanders. And yeah. and also I like that Smart Homer still hates yeah. Flanders. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. So yeah, it's not that he was so miffed at him thinking he was better than him. You just, know? I love it. Like That's Flanders. good. That's really, really good. Yeah. Um I would also I, I mean, around this time we also have Homer giving a lecture to the children of Springfield Elementary oh, about, you know, what not putting things up your nose mm-hmm. and it's the perils of that. It's their third installment of that type of I love it. thing, too. I There's love like, it. It's so funny that they've had to do it three times. There's such a fun, like, sequence run in this episode around this part in, in it where it's sort of like this colorful world building as well as, like, seeing... We know that this part of Homer, this side of Homer, is not going to last for very right. long, and they're kind of milking and making it the most vibrant it can be. The Nelson moment is really great. Where, Walk us through it. Yeah, so Nelson stands up and just, uh, th- he opens up to questions, and Nelson stands up and goes, uh, a moron says what? And then uh, Homer goes, well, not being a moron, I would not know how to <laughs> answer that, but yeah. uh, mumble, 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 and then Nelson says what? And over. Ladies and gentlemen, I present to you a moron. <laughs> everyone laughs at Nelson. He just totally annihilated a heckler. Like yeah. that's exactly what that was. Wow. Homer destroys heckler. <laughs> Homer destroys heckler. <laughs> I uh, love like the fanciness of that. Like the formality the way of like he said it, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen. I present to you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then uh, Homer leaves that um, meeting where, or the auditorium, whatever, uh, by saying, like, see, it's cool to be smart. And Lisa, of course, is touched by this and says, so go out there and write or sing and dance. And then uh, uh, Smithers explains that they've just cut funds. And so they're going to be cutting their, uh, they're going to be uh, bulldozing the auditorium. Yeah, I love and this immediately visual. a bulldozer comes I through and the poor kids visual. almost die. It's so um, fun. And it's so funny because you go from that extreme of like a bulldozer going through and almost murdering children to then Lenny and Carl in this moment, they're having a conversation that's kind of like, is that your usual coffee mug? Yep. Looks bigger than normal. It's not. (laughs) I love their tense, like, just got in a fight romance. Um, One of, we just recently did uh, Mountain of Madness. Uh um, And one of my favorites is, uh, (laughs) I think Lenny being like, should we go over there? Uh, Did we already go down that path? And Carl just going, I don't know. (laughs) And that's the only moment we get with them. It's so great. Yeah, because he says, like, did you hear that? Oh, no. yes, that's right. Did I? I don't know. <laughs> yes, 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 that is correct. Thank you for correcting me. No, it's only because it's like such a funny thing to ask someone yes. if you heard something. <laughs> Did I hear that? I don't know. Yeah, it's great. Uh, so we find, as the Wikipedia uh, prophecy foretold, that being uh, smart is not always going to make you happy, yeah. said, which is such a fortune he, cookie thing to he, say. I think Homer sums it up by saying... Uh, 
I'm a Spalding Gray in a Rick D's world. Something <laughs> I never, never would have understood as a child. Oh, yeah. But I'm like, oh my God, yes. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why, but that strikes me as a very ASW <laughs> yeah. kind of comparison. Yeah, I, I, Maybe know. the use of Rick D's. <laughs> I, I strike like you guys. as a Rick D's kind of guy. <laughs> I was a big fan of Disco Duck. Yeah, like, you know, weren't we all? Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Homer realizes that his intelligence is actually starting to become a bit of a problem when he decides that he's going to send off this like safety report uh, right. directly to the people that could like kind of shut it down and he's a whistleblower he gets a lot of people laid off and so he he like, every single person in town starts to kind of hate him right. including mm-hmm. people that don't even work there um, including like the fire inspector like right. everyone is mad at him they go to Moe's bar very gruesome they're hanging a doll of him yeah an um, yeah very scary mm-hmm. um, and you know he's realizing just like how much it's not worth doing this and so he uh, goes and talks to Lisa and it's like this conversation is so sweet and so like meaningful I'm sure that you love it because you chose this episode but Mm -hmm. just Lisa um, explaining to Homer kind of like yeah I've actually found like the smarter you are like the you know the less happy happy you are are. I've actually made a graph I make a lot of graphs (laughs) yeah I love that moment that that was that was also like the one thing about rewatching the Simpsons now is and I, I would imagine people other people have brought this up before but um I watch and I'm like oh the whole time I was Lisa yeah. like yeah. I like I was like like oh I sympathize with Lisa like yeah. I understand Lisa and like mm-hmm. this was one of those like moments where I was like oh Lisa's like out of step in this like world this mm-hmm. this house and yeah I feel like absolutely this episode is really emblematic for something that I've always believed in and got really sad about with the Simpsons of how every single adult in the Simpsons with a couple exceptions um, but but I will say 99.9% of the adults in, in the world of Springfield are inept mm-hmm. and they are distracted and they are ignorant and they are blissful because mm-hmm. of that. They are able, Chief Wiggum is stupid and ignorant and he's able to live a happy life and Flanders has the ignorance of faith. Mm-hmm. And so he's able to, <laughs> whoops, he's able to kind of bleep live a life. We'll bleep it out. Um, no, but I I, I feel F-word. like, yeah, the F word. I feel like uh, a lot of the adults are flawed and that's what makes them funny, right. but they are, you know, because of their flaws, able to kind of exist in, in a different plane that allows them to keep on keeping on. But at least has you know the dangers of being so self-aware and Mm -hmm. having the intelligence of you know someone you know of such a high iq that she feels everything and Mm -hmm. she's aware of because she's a kid she's a kid she hasn't been deadened by the world it's so isolating (laughs) for her Mm -hmm. so this episode i feel taps into what could have been and it taps into what her sadness is and i would say if i was writing like a crazy deep fanfic about the simpsons and what it really means man it's lisa's world and we all live in yeah that's Mm -hmm. a good point yeah there is a lot there's obviously a lot of philosophical like existential things in this episode that I really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. That was that was definitely one of them. The kind of like, oh, Lisa, Lisa's operating on a on a um, tape table, a different plane, <laughs> a different plane, <laughs> a table. She's not a different table of existence. <laughs> wow. Well, Sorry, like I the took very a blue crayon earlier. It's okay. Like the <laughs> very table one. that uh, Homer <laughs> stood on earlier. You were connecting it back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, so that yeah, and that and then like 
Well, anyway, we can just keep. Yeah. Well, us. what what happens here? Because it obviously will like oh, come to the, a bubbling point. There's the great moment too, where he's realizing this, and there's that great visual gag where he's walking alone, and you, the, you yeah. do the drop out, and then there's the signs of where he's not allowed like to go anymore. Like smart people, not allowed. And it's smart people, not allowed. Funny. And then it's like the dumb dumb club, <laughs> and then like the last one is just the Disney store. Yeah. <laughs> I will also Such say dig. what I really love within like around that area in um, this episode is when he goes to a movie and he goes to see Julia Roberts in Love, love is, is Nice. nice. <laughs> it's really great. Um, but he's not able to enjoy it. And he shouldn't yell at the screen, but he does. Yeah. Um, and because I feel he's tired and predictable. Yes. Yeah. I I mean, I think that there is a lot of scary truth to, oh, now I'm, you know, quote unquote, too smart to enjoy uh, broad pop culture. And is that a good life to lead mm-hmm. to? It, it, all of these factors are kind of contributing to his decision. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And so at this point, he gets to uh, he come, goes back to the people and asks for them to put the crayon back in. And they say, like, you know, hey, we're not God. And yeah. then he points to a parrot that has octopus arms. Um, I love this. <laughs> Octo parrot. And then the parrot says, Polly shouldn't be. It's <laughs> pretty good, you guys. Good job, um, guys. That I feel like there's a, the Harry Potter episode for the Treehouse of Horror. Uh-huh. They uh, Bart yeah. accidentally makes a, or like transforms a, a frog that just immediately says like "kill me." Yeah. Yeah. It's just like so hideous. Gotta rewatch that. <laughs> um, but basically, they say that they're not going to do it, and they set it up as if they're going to send Homer to go see Dr. Nick. Exactly. Um, and then they cut great, to... Great twist. Yeah, they cut yeah. to Mo. It's like in his business card, it's like... <laughs> that's right. That's right. I'm also a surgeon. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so he gets to the point where he's putting the crayon back in. And it's so sad because the exact same moment, like Lisa is drawing... Um, Lovely, That's a that was a, a brilliant drawing. that was a brilliant writer yeah. Yeah. move. It's a really it's a good, good way, one. and it was believable. It didn't feel forced. I kind of for like it's not like I didn't get what was happening, but it wasn't like hitting you over the head, right? And also, I don't know if you guys felt this too in watching it um, or rewatching it, but when Lisa discovers she's um, coloring and discovers that uh, her powdered blue crayon yep. is missing, and she even has a moment with Marge that we cut back to later, where she's kind of the wheels are already turning of she's knowing what homer is about to go do and mm. and feeling like oh no i it's, it, can we stop him but what i enjoyed was what the predictable move would have been is if she marched down to mo's and tried to stop it mm-hmm. before it was too late i kind of liked the confidence and the respect to the audience in saying no this is just the story that we want to tell and it's not going to follow those kind of you know beats that are very familiar like Homer made a choice and and this episode isn't about stopping that choice it's about living with it I also love the that as a child Homer was able to shove a lot of cray- crayons up his nose by himself. Yeah, but, but now he needs a doctor. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. We all become less flexible and yeah. just well, agile. Entire, maybe maybe the maybe the high IQ wouldn't allow him to do it himself or something like that. that yeah, he had read too many. Um, you know, I don't know the, the WebMD. I yeah, don't know. yeah. Absolutely. He t- he, I like. I also when I wonder when the Matrix came out because. Oh. There was a blue crayon. I guess we'll never know. <laughs> There's no way of finding out. No. But he should have taken a red crayon. Mm. <laughs> okay. Men's rights. Do you want? <laughs> do you want to email Al Jean your note? Yeah. I will. <laughs> um. So, 
it's so funny to me the way that they chose to like okay so you were talking about like lisa's going to marge uh and trying to like you know figure out what's happening and marge is saying like a, a missing crayon can mean oh, a lot of things and also yeah. what she was drawing was a picture of homer like with a like academic robe <laughs> on like very right. sweet yeah. it's very sweet and sad yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then like the... she's fantasizing it and then so then he he gets the procedure done. And he bursts through the bursts window. Bursts through the window yeah. and says, who wants lottery tickets? <laughs> I love that that's like what dumb people do. And <laughs> I know. And it's immediately just like, okay, yeah, no, he did it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, so, you know, because you chose this episode, I'd love for you to just kind of walk us through this ending before we play the clip. Actually, let's play the clip play and the then clip. dissect it yeah. because it's just so well done. So uh, here's that clip here. Dad, how could you? We were connecting in such a meaningful way. We were what, what, and what, what? Uh, yeah, which reminds me, I need a sandwich. Hey, what's this? I don't know, must be something I wrote before Mo fixed me. Lisa, I'm taking the coward's way out. But before I do, I just want you to know, being smart made me appreciate how amazing you really are. Oh, Dad. Oh, you want a hug. Well, that I know how to do. It, uh. mm. Uh. <laughs> that, it's such a bittersweet ending. The fact that it, it's the, the fact that his first line is, um, I took the coward's way out. I know. It's like, oh, God. I know. It's a lot like A Star is Born. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, no spoilers for people that didn't watch it. <laughs> In that, they both start with S. That's Lisa. yes. Wow. Yes, yes, yes. Um, yeah, I... I uh, and there's dogs in both of them. Oh, my God. Mm. Yeah, I, I love that ending. And it's, the Emmys. And the Emmys. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's it's so sad it's so bittersweet um and yeah the coward's comment like really drives home that like he truly gets and appreciates lisa's intelligence and how special she is and that like it's such a hard lesson for lisa too like that yeah. in some ways she's been like rejected almost but mm-hmm. she's like such a good kid and like so like kind and stuff that she just like accepts homer mm-hmm. in this state and it makes you go back to kind of how she fell in love with her substitute teacher um because she didn't have that like intellectual right. person in the household and now like she gets to kind of like idolize her dad like in that kind of similar way right and you know obviously we know that she's going to end up like running the country one day mm-hmm. uh so we're not too worried about her but it's like right. such a sweet episode i'm so glad you picked this one because yeah. yeah so good i wonder if we were to unpack it a little bit more that like i mean it's so sad any way you cut it but i feel like because homer like wedged that crayon in his brain at such a formative young age that his personality has kind of been crafted around that being in his brain right. and that's who he is now he's regardless. been like six years old the whole time yeah yeah, yeah like or that's whenever, been him and maybe lisa on some level was cognizant of it's almost a selfish act to have him be finally intelligent because right. that's just not who he After is after all anymore. that time mm-hmm. and and just jumping right in and also lisa i would like to think that lisa would at least be happy 
that her dad could be smart. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah. She would at least find some sort of like positivity in that. It's still baked in that layer underneath the idiocy. I will say, I think she'll have a hard time looking at crayons again. <laughs> like, I feel like she'll be like, oh, none for me. My dad wants. Mm. Well, I don't need to get into Crayons it. for the table. Yeah, the, the color blue is just like makes her vomit. Yeah. Like, yeah. I just Everybody feel. needs a quirk, though. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that'd be such a good thing to pull out on a first date of like, here's something weird about me. My dad. <laughs> First date talk? Oh yeah, yeah. I think it's good to get dark. Yeah, let, it, let them know what you're right, right, right. Into. You don't want to go into the boring territory of best book, best movie kind of thing. Boring. So mm. any siblings, crayons in your dad's brain, crayons in your dad's brain. What are we talking, uh, Alan? What do you think the takeaway lesson is from this episode or our conversation? I think it's um, ignorance is bliss. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I think that that's pretty much what it is. Yeah. And intelligence is pain. Intelligence is pain. I think we should all go shove crayons up our nose. Don't mind if I do. <laughs> <laughs> um, this has been so much fun. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thanks for having me. Mm-hmm. Uh, where can people look out for your stuff? Where obviously. can people look at Alan? You can look at Alan. At, oh, my God. At my, um, I'm just on Twitter. Totally Alan. I put everything there. And then... Um, but your my Instagram put, stories? My Instagram stories. Mm-hmm. Totally Alan on everything. My website has my tour dates and stuff. I'm going to be doing... I don't know when this will air, but I'm going to be doing a tour in January. and It'll, it'll air before then. Okay. Will cool. it well, air, January of which year? Will it air... <laughs> <laughs> will it air before December 14th? I'm doing the Velve, the Velveeta Room in Austin, Texas. Cool. I'll be there Yeehaw. the 14th and the 15th, and those will be Sweet. really fun shows. We were just there a month ago. Oh, longer. We were there. We like them. Yes. <laughs> How about that? I like it. Yeah. Julia, where can people find oh, you? Oh, thank you so much for asking. You can find me at Julia Prescott and all the things. Allie, where can people find you? Thank you so much for asking. You can find me at Allie Gertz and all the things. You can find us at Simpsons Pod. Mm-hmm. And you could buy our book. It's a yeah. great holiday gift. Mm-hmm. 100 Things Simpsons Fans should, should know, know and do, and do before they die. Yeah. One <laughs> book titled You Should Know That You Wrote. <laughs> you would be surprised. <laughs> yeah, those are still available where books are sold. And, I, like, uh, I like Hemingway just being like, for whom the bell? <laughs> what, what did I, did I name my book? You know what? I mean, I, I, I like Hemingway, write a book and don't look back. Yeah. It's sort of like walking from Wait. an explosion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just like finished the lessons. I just go later days, dude. <laughs> I mean, I'm not completely. I mean, it's a little bit like that with some of the stuff I write. But anyway, you can find Ernest at hemi.com. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Everything's Coming Up Simpsons is a production of Maximum Fun. Our show is engineered and edited by Jesus Ambrosio. Our senior producer is Laura Swisher. Swish. Swish. Smell you later. Smell you later. <laughs> <laughs> Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.